Hello. Um, so today we're going to be talking about something that's been going on for the past week, which is Minneapolis and um, what happened to um, George Floyd, as well as the underlying topic on racism within um, U.S. or, you know, let, let's just, you know, spread it more open, which is racism within society. Okay. And yeah. um how even yeah, certain, even with the yeah. thing, right? It, it yeah. does kind of spread across borders. Uh, we'll we'll get into that, but uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I it, certain demographics of our society um, definitely have a um, they have the the you know they have so much stacked against them, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't always appreciate it. I, I think if you're if you're a minority, you know, um, and what's a definition of a minority? It would be somebody who's not part of the ruling class, who is part of the ruling class. Well, in European countries and North America, uh, excluding Mexico in that equation, well, no, you can't include. Mexico because the descendants of Mexico are European too. Yeah. Right. Um, it's um, Anglo-Saxon or of European descent. They're part of the, and I say this in quotes, the majority, and everybody else falls into the minority. Now, within even minority groups, there's this hierarchy, right? Of, and I, uh, you know. We as a society don't recognize this, but um, Black Americans, Black people do have a overall just within society, right? And, you know, what what there's so much profiling that ends up happening and we don't realize it because that profiling isn't happening with us. I mean, yeah, that's right. That's, that's very, or yeah, not that's as true. much. I mean, it's safe to say that, you know, I'm part of a minority group. Right. But I don't, you know, like, you know, yeah. I don't get that level of, of, of profiling, you know, I've at least, you know, back home, like in Canada, I don't really get that level of profiling. Uh, I do live in a minority, like, rich area. So that's just, you know, maybe that's just how it is. But it's not to say that, of course, profiling doesn't exist, right? You know, just because I haven't felt it doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, wow, it it doesn't exist. I live in a utopia. It's fine. Uh, It it will exist for someone. Someone will will face it, and I just won't hear about it. Um, And I think the reality is that People have been facing it for a long time, and no one has heard about it. And then we started getting video cameras. Well, um, okay, so I'm going to say that we knew about it. We didn't really think about it because it wasn't visually in your face, right? But when you visually can see that has a visceral effect on you and you, you're like this is not acceptable yeah um 
what happened to Mr. Floyd has happened to so many other people in that race group. I have friends, you know, how I react when there's a police officer because I just don't know what response I'm going to get. And, and you know, he, 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 I've got a, a really close friend who said, you know, he, he knows he, he gets profiled. He knows he gets pulled over because he's just a black man who's driving a really nice car. Yeah, it could be as simple as that. I mean, and you know, that's just got to suck, right? Yeah. What can I say? I mean, this George Ford case, and the sad thing is that it's not unique. You know, in the last couple of years, you know, it's only, you know, from Trayvon Martin all the way up to now, right? It's been very, very apparent that this is a thing that happens, right? That's a thing that, that, you know, that people in, in places of power, people who have uh, you know, authority, just do, right? And right. there's a lot of, here's the problem, right? Because I don't like the idea that all cops are bad. I agree. I don't believe all cops are bad. I think that there's a, there's um, cops who gravitate yeah. toward this and bring their biases and they're not supposed to, but, you know, yeah. humans do. Um, you know, my issue, they don't bring out exactly. their best angels. Yeah, my issue is they, is that when a good cop protects a bad one, then is he really yes. a good cop? Yep. Right? That's right. the issue we have. We keep on looking at yeah. this idea of good cops, but I don't hear enough cops going like, yo, that guy went over the freaking edge. That guy did not do any of what was supposed to be done for a call. None of that existed. That I feel that is so problematic that when these guys close ranks, and I understand why they do. It's like you got to protect people in your profession. You know, what if you know? What if it's like, yo, this guy did nothing wrong. And he's being railroaded. I got to protect. You know, you know, we got to close ranks. We got to help each other out. But when it's this egregious, right? This often, right? Like police corruption from L.A. through to New York and everything in between. It's just a reality that we, right. you know, put ourselves through because it's in the movies and it's done this and it's done that, and we don't. Want... What do they call that? Do they do they call that the blue coat? I think they've got a name for it, where cops protect yeah. cops. I mean, I think that that's a really good first step. If if you know someone comes out and just says you know right away, you know, like this was straight up wrong, right? Like we're where is the accountability for that much responsibility? Yeah, but you know what? And I would say, yeah, in an ideal world, but I think it's really hard um, because we're even, even we won't admit it, but we're scared. Oh, absolutely. It's- right? We're scared of the social ramifications of if we speak out, when we see something, right? Are we going to be ostracized? Are they going to, you know, uh, because I spoke up and said, dude, you shouldn't be doing this. Um, You know, it's going to get out and you know what? And then you're going to be, um, you know, your life is going to be made hard. You won't be able to do your job. And you just like, like, you know, F it. I can't, 
I can't do it. I'm I'm gonna get somewhere. So so there's that there's that social ostracization. That's a real fear. Of course. I mean, here's the thing, right? Like this this whole protect and serve thing, right? Believe it or not, it's just a marketing line that was created in response to you know growing anti police sentiment, right? right? In the 70s and 80s. Right. And then even recently, just court cases confirm that that line protect, cops don't actually have to protect or serve. It's it's just a line, right? It's this weird right. sort of cultural <clears throat> idea that cops protect and serve us. And within reality, you know, no, they don't. They they, they are tools of the state to, to enforce laws. And that's totally fine, right? But we need to rest on the illusion that you know, that these people are going to make mistakes. These people sometimes are poorly trained at best. And the type of people who gravitate towards that position sometimes are not the most stable. Right. Well, the other thing um, I think we have to also look at is that, you know, cops feel that they're not, they're untouchable because they're a police officer. Okay. And that's because of, you know, laws that have been enacted that give them qualified immunity, right? If they're doing something in the course of their their job for law and order, well, they're immune from litigation or being yeah. sued, yeah. right? And there has to be a limitation on that immunity because excessive force, it, it, that allows them to use excessive force when excessive force is not required. Yeah. Right? Any sort of, and yeah, any sort of immunity for, yeah. you know, when going beyond essentially not just your duty, but beyond your power should just, you know, restrict right. you from that immunity. Like if you break your, you know, your covenant, your contract or anything like that, you lose its protection, right? Or its benefit. Right? Right. But that's not yeah. the case in this situation. And I mean, I think it's fair to say everyone's seen the video, right? Of of George yeah. Floyd. And it's a you know, it's a nine minute long video or something like that. And at the end of it we Yeah, did you see the new one? Did you see the new one with the other no, angle? No, I, I did not. So the so the first one just shows the one officer that's yeah. on top of him, right? On his neck, with his knee on his neck for over eight and a half minutes. There's a new one from um, a different angle which shows well there's the one cop that's you know standing there watching but there's two other cops that are on top of him why does it take three men uh, three officers to do that okay um, if he's on the ground and subdued why do you have to hold him down that, that excessively, right? I mean, they have. He was down there. I mean, if you can't, if somebody's saying you, I can't breathe, dude, it's more than that. It's, it's you get you have, If you have, you subdued him. You don't need exactly. to do it's anymore. Like once you have the cuffs on somebody, you have them in. You have control of them, right? They had a successful yeah. and efficient control of of him, right? <clears throat> they could have yeah. put him into the back of a car. Right, it could have been as simple as that. Just right. like put him at the back of a car, 
and that's it. You wouldn't have to hold them down or nothing. Those things are mobile freaking in sorry for the language. They're 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 mobile little 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 cells for you to, to lock people in. Right? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, there's plenty of alternatives. There is nine minutes worth of people going like you shouldn't do this. What the hell are you doing? Right? And they're and they're continuing. And right. at the end of it, they play it off like, oh, okay, he's just knocked unconscious, put him onto the gurney, and then take him to the hospital. No, that man was murdered right there on in, in the filming. Right right there. Right? right? He was dead. And they went through the, the, the yeah. dog and pony show to put him onto a gurney and take him into an ambulance and then declare him dead later. <clears throat> it's yeah. no. What I... I Everything that's happened post, you know, this video coming out, right, is, you know, is justified anger. Now, the rioting that occurs afterwards is just, you know, opportunistic violence. Yeah, I agree with you. I believe that it's opportunistic violence. I mean, there's a initial visceral response. Um, I understand the anger. Um, I'm just as angry, just as upset, but I'm not out there going crazy with a mask, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah, and I, I think it feeds on each other. So you're right. I, and I don't agree with that. What's happening in Minneapolis is not, not it, that doesn't help. Right, the rioting, the the burning, that does not help. What that's only going to do is create an exodus of um, citizens that you really do need in the in the cities and the Absolutely. and the towns. Okay, because when they leave, they that means that. They go to other towns, other areas. They take their buying power with them. They take their, uh, you know, by taking their buying power, that means less people are buying um, houses, property. Um, less people are buying products, um, going to shops, and those stores are then going to close down. Property prices are going to fall. That's exactly what happened in Detroit, right? Yep. The, the race riots of the 60s resulted in a mass exodus of Anglo-Saxon residents mm. or, you know, um, white residents. Um, I, I don't know if that's politically correct or incorrect, but that, that's no, a reality. It is a, right? a full term. Urban. There's, there's white and then there's colored. Yep. Um, and that left... That left, you know, a lot of houses empty and black families moved into them. But I, I mean, I I have been to Detroit. I've lived in the Detroit area for at least four, five years, you know, and I'm completely familiar with there's these beautiful, beautiful stately homes that are just empty. 
Yeah. Right. I mean, that if if you put them on the market now, uh, I mean, if they if there wasn't that exit, they'd they'd be worth like two million. And they're they're they get picked up for like. 350,000, and that might change because I've been out of Detroit for a really long time. And when I when I was leaving, there was a revitalization happening. True, but but you Detroit. can see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, that's been a thing, right? Urban white flight, you know, from the cities to the suburbs, right, has created right. this. This it, it's created two different places, right? There was this right. um, great show. Uh, it was called Show Me a Hero. Uh, HBO miniseries yeah. uh, made by the guy who did The Wire. And sort of the main focus of the show was the creation of um, low-income housing, but dotting it not in one area, like creating a projects, right, which mm-hmm. you've seen, but instead spreading it out over uh, a large swath of area, you know, in you know, putting these houses dotted out throughout other neighborhoods, right? Spreading right. out, spreading out essentially this, this sprawl, right? And, and, and so that was the point of it, right? That was the point of the show. It's, it, it's all the, the frustration and the, and the, the, the wave and moving against this idea of trying to put these low income houses dotted throughout the city instead of putting them all together. People thinking that mm-hmm. it's going to bring an undesirable element to their their neighborhood, you know, all mass right. I'm going like if if these guys show up here, there goes the neighborhood, right? Right. And in reality, it doesn't. What it does is that it spreads out the problem. It ensures that people, you know, good people, people trying to make it by in 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 this lower income, right, get to essentially be in safer areas, because where there's right. low income, there will be crime. It's just a reality, right? We combat that. You know, we have to combat that as effectively. But a way to ensure it is to ensure that diversity, right, is a thing that people can, you know, you know, be with each other, right? And, you know, understand right. each other, learn from each other. But, and, and that is a reality that can occur. We notice that in cities where there is high diversity, right, Right. Generally speaking, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, these racial issues tend to go down. Generally speaking, I don't want to, you know. Yeah, because there's an exposure to other cultures. You learn to live with each other, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not 100% perfect, but you do. Yeah, I mean, um, and the reality is that's that's what a city provides. It provides this, you know, this course of difference, you know, which people see and then they get used to, Right. Yeah, I I think the um the other thing we have to um also touch on it is that uh, since um this administration in the U.S. was elected in 2016, okay, there has been um fluttering unleashing of you know racist behavior racist speech i think right? that yeah i absolutely I, I, you know and i that it i think um like what's happening in minneapolis i think is a combination of a number of factors right um there's we're in the middle of a pandemic everybody's got this bent up um you know frustration of being indoors right you see 
um, another black man killed. Yeah. Because that's what it is. We don't like to say it, no, but I'll, it is. I'll, I'll, I'll make the wording even more clear. We, we've seen uh, uh, a man murdered because of his race. Yes. All things realistically speaking. We've seen a man, you know, essentially right. police enforced, yeah. you know, enforced lynching. You know, right. There's right. Yeah. Yes, uh, absolutely. And then we have rising tensions because of the rhetoric that comes out of this White House. Okay. And his, you know, social media or media supporters, i.e., Ingram, Hannity, all of those type of, you know, Lumba, all of those, you know, right wing, you know, I call them crackbots, but. Hey, that's my opinion. That's what the show is about, right? I mean, <laughs> this is about opinions. I mean, technically, so, like my I'm, opinion is they're crackpots. I'm okay with um, the diversity of opinion, but the, the thing is, is that those guys aren't journalists, right? Hannity and, yeah. and all—they're they're not journalists. No, their opinion. Yeah, they—they—it's an opinion show, just it's entertainment, they, yeah. right? It is late. Fox News; those sections aren't labeled as entertainment, but they predict no, them. But people. As yeah, people, those yeah. Listen, I would not call, you know, someone like John Oliver, or uh, you know, John Stewart back in the day, you know, um, you know, Stephen Colbert, all these guys. I wouldn't call them journalists, right? They're comedians right. that are using that platform to, you know, to 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 make very very funny but salient points, right? Yeah, they do their research very well, you know. But it's done for comedic purpose. It's not all done, you know, for this specific. It's not done in a journalistic matter all the time, a hundred percent. But they don't hold themselves as journalists. Exactly, and we shouldn't either. But right. but Hannity and them, they hold themselves as journalists when it's convenient, and then when it's not, no, 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 we're just, we're just opinion. We're just you know entertainment. You can't actually yeah. make us or do anything. And that's problematic, is that you have people who conflate these ideas as from opinion to news. Yeah, and I think they're, you know, I don't know if you've heard any of their statements that they've made, um, you know, in recent days, but they're, because there's actual you know, video that shows the last moments of Mr. Floyd's life, right? And the complete depravity of the officer that was sitting on his knee. Uh, I mean, sitting on his neck with his knee. Yeah. Right? Um, you know, so they're, they're like, oh, this needs to be addressed, but, you know, protest, but don't don't resort to violence. Well, what do you think that NFL players were doing when they were protesting? Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, and taking the knee. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. Right? It, it, they were protesting, but then they were being unpatriotic, right? But they were doing a peaceful protest. Oh, yeah. They were. And these SOBs yeah. were like, they're unpatriotic. What, would, what did Ingram say? Get up and dribble? Yeah. Or some, you know, BS bullshit nonsense like that. Yeah. Right. But now they're like, oh, we're with you, our American 
um, African-American brothers and sisters? No, you're not. Because if you were, you would have recognized what that protest was about. I mean, Colin Kaepernick taking the knee. And and I've seen it. It's almost like a meme at this point uh, where, you know, you see George Floyd on one side, a knee on his neck and Colin Kaepernick on the other side on, you know, taking a knee. And you go like, yeah, it's this is why, though. Right. Kaepernick, because there is this there is this rash of, you know, unwittingly state sponsored violence. Yeah. Right. That, you know, that has led deaths. And I yeah. And I want to also say this isn't a Democratic or Republican issue. No, this this isn't a right or left issue. This is a societal issue. Yeah. Okay. So stop your, you know, uh, fucking nonsense about, oh, because it's a Democratic governor or it's a Democratic, you know, um, mayor. And this is why this, no, it's happening because there is, and rightfully so, a section of society who's seen, felt, being abused on a more frequent level than others that finally said enough is enough. Oh, absolutely. But I, I wonder, and so right now we're... This- if the voices, and I'm sorry to interrupt, and I just want to and I'm gonna then let you speak. So I'm sorry. I'm speaking over you, and it's because I'm just I get like so enraged. Um, but and now I'm gonna lose my train of that. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. I lost it. Yeah, I know. It's just it. You're right. It's what you said previously. It's you know this is erupted, and rightfully so. Right. This is erupted because there is an actual, you know, definitely seen, you know, recorded piece of evidence that shows that this is a mass injustice that just occurred. You know, that, you know, murder has been done to a a person and relatively. But it's not the only time, right? Like, look, um, sorry. um, Remember last year? It was the the um, officer that came home and then shot the man in her in his own home and her excuses oh I thought it was my house yeah. and there were so many signs that it wasn't your house you you walked in you were the intruder and you shot him and your defenses I thought it was my house uh, yeah, I thought it was my no, apartment. Yeah, there's there's plenty of those type of situations that occurred. Oh no, I thought it was this. It was that. Oh, you know, he, he was. Re- oh, I love the idea. Oh, he was resisting, so we had to kill him. Right? He was resisting what he thought was an unlawful arrest. Yeah. Right. Like more often than not, these these situations are caused by someone overstepping their bounds, right? To someone defending their own rights. And because they're, I think it's very fair to say, because they're black, right, we tend to go like, but why didn't they just stop? Like, like, yeah, but if this was someone else, you know, this was a white guy, you know, this was a brown guy, this was someone else, wouldn't you also protest, you know, a a wrongful arrest or an illegal use of powers while it's happening to you? 
right? Wouldn't you resist the idea of someone like clamping down on you for doing nothing? You would talk back at yeah. People do this all the time. They're like, this is not, what are you doing? This is not right. I didn't do anything wrong. Right? Right. But there's this weird idea that because it's some a, a black man, right, he needs to be subdued because he's inherently more dangerous. Right? There's a- Right. And, and, and that goes back to the days of slavery. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a real, so, you know, up here in Canada, you know, like our prime minister, he, he, you know, remarked on this idea that, you know, yes, it's a problem. And while he admitted it's a problem in the U.S., he continued by saying it's a problem here too, right? right. Uh, and he mentioned all types of racism and, you know, included that anti-black racism is a thing. It's, it's a thing in Canada. It's a thing in the United States. It's a thing in Europe. It's a thing. It's just a thing, right? That no one wants to combat, that no one's got any sort of will. And people go like, at least they're acknowledging the problem, but I mean, how many years has it been since George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, right? Well, no, no. Let's even go back further. Uh, what King. about Rodney King? Oh, let's go back even further. Everyone knew about lynching. Like, we have... Oh, right. What about the Tulsa Massacre? Which, by the way, I never knew about until I watched, what? Watchmen. Yeah. <laughs> how can we not know about what happened in Tulsa? 1921 Tulsa, you know, the Black Wall Street Massacre was... Yeah, it was completely unknown to me. And then, you know, uh, it, we see it in Watchmen, and then you do your own research, right? You do, you see... And you're like, holy that, shit, this happened. Yeah, and then Takasi Coates, like, his article is you know, the one that, you know, he, he wrote the article on, on this, you know, unknown massacre, right, which was helped by people of the police. You know, people in KKK, Oklahoma, you know, that area of Oklahoma just got, you know, destroyed, right? right. You know, in only known use of mil- of American Air Force, you know, military uh, well, it wasn't the Air Force at the time, but it was American, uh, you know, air superior, air support dropping bombs on American citizens. Right. And all because a black man stumbled into an elevator and reached out and the uh, you know, and the elevator operator was a woman. She she said that black man tried to assault her. Yeah, which would happen to anybody. You know, if you like stumble in, you're gonna reach out for whatever surface is gonna help you from going face. You know, plunging your face, right? Yeah. Whatever is closest, whether it's a person, a wall. Yeah. Anything. But in 1921, that was you know that was a crime deserving of death right you know someone reached out to you i'm sorry but if they're black and you're and, and you're white that's 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 an attack right and that right. has to lead to a goddamn fucking massacre like that's 1921 you know and did not, you read about did sorry read, go ahead read about what actually what? well i i came across it um yesterday but apparently there was a it was it was a black man who has been in prison for like 20, 29 years and his conviction is finally being overturned because the woman that accused him thought she had dreamt that he had raped her or assaulted her. And it was based on a dream. And he matched the description she said. I, I didn't delve into the article, 
Um, but it's that type of like, you know, pri- you know, privilege. Like a dream alone can convict a man. Yeah, that's. I mean, isn't that just terrifying? Yeah, it is. You know, like this guy's not only lost twenty nine years of his life, but he's probably been subjected to, you know, the most inhumane. Well, he's not the same man that's coming out, right? That's that went in. It, it's this strange things because we have no, we have no sympathy or even empathy for a prisoner. Like once we have this weird idea that the justice system, once you're in it, like you know, all the right things gonna happen. You're innocent. You're innocent. It's gonna be fine. Right, and that all these cases yeah. we hear, they're just outliers, but the reality is once you're in, it chews up your time, even if you get out innocent, you've lost what years of your life to fighting something right you know the abuse of 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 not being taken seriously of of being considered guilty because that's right. the way you know you're innocent until proven right. guilty the reality is is right you've got the brutality right, and when you're in prison, you've got the brutality of um your fellow prisoners of actual (laughs) you know and of the um officers you know the correctional officers let's face it like it's a you know and then this man goes in he doesn't come out you know being innocent he's and when i say innocent i'm not talking about you know um whether he's committed crime i'm talking about mentally you know you, you there's you know there's levels of innocence right innocent from having committed a crime innocent in terms of how you think about you come back come out with so much baggage absolutely that you never had and that takes away the innocence that you had yeah not to mention some states have you know uh, laws that limit the amount of money you can make on litigation for wrongful incarceration right well, that's because they know, you know what, they're putting away, uh, you know, men and women who are innocent have been put away. And you know what, uh, we better do this. Or, you know, when it comes out that we put an innocent man or a woman behind bars, that we'll have to pay the piper and it'll be a hefty payout. So let's limit what can be done. Mm-hmm. And that might be maybe just being, you know, me. <laughs> when that- I said that. No, it's, it's, it, what can I say? It's, we have witnessed, you know, an actual like tragedy and a crime. It's all been filmed, right? And for days, right, the man responsible, you know, was not arrested, detained, anything in relation to this. You look yeah. at the, the police report initially filed to the video, and it's just straight up false. Yeah. It, it's, it's telling the story in a way that omits so much and an omission is as just as bad as a lie. Yep. Right. It's hiding something, hiding evidence, you know, that just, what, what can I say? This Minneapolis is on fire. Other, you know, cities are protesting as well because the mm-hmm. reality is, is that this guy was murdered for no reason. This guy was murdered because, of an indication of what what was it the idea that he was using um, uh, some sort of like counterfeit bill? Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a counterfeit bill. Um, 
I, I think it was, I think what the story is is that uh, he's gone into this corner store, convenience store, which is local to Minnesota, Minneapolis, and uh, the shopkeeper wasn't there. Um, his employee called him up and said, "You know, I think this is a counterfeit um, bill. What should I do?" He gave the bill back to Floyd, who left, but called the police saying that, you know, there was a counterfeit 20 used when the police arrived. Or I think Floyd had come back in um, to use, or a friend of his first came in. That didn't happen, so he came in um, to make the purchase, and he was told the same thing. He went out. The, The shopkeeper told his employee to call the police. The police came. The, his um, SUV was outside. He matched the description of what was what was allegedly told, and got him out. And if you see the video, he's—it's not like he's like fighting or anything. He he's wa- he walked where they told him to walk. Yeah, and they put him against right? the wall, and he stayed there. Yeah. Right? I, at one point, wasn't he in a car? And then they moved the car to the other side of the street. Uh, that I don't know. Like I haven't seen that footage. Um, I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen the full footage, but I, I've seen where he, oh, he was walked yeah. to the to the wall of the sh- of the store. And the next footage I see is of the officer leaning, you know, with his knee on his neck. But now, yesterday, um, yesterday being Friday, May twenty ninth, um, there was new footage that that showed the other side of the of the police vehicle. So you can see the officer standing up. You see the officer, and I think we should name the officer. His name was, his last name is Chauvin, um, right? And then two other officers who were uh, kneeling on him too, or holding his legs and his torso, right? But they were on top of him too. They're sitting on top of him, boy, like, the man is down. He's not moving. Why do you need to sit on him? Yeah. Because, you know, the reality is that a, a black man knows once he's stopped by police, he's in jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Right, and we've we've visually seen now. There's and the reason it's because we have the video that we can see what's happened, right? But they have been, you know, Black America has been screaming about this brutality. For ages. Yeah. I mean, this brutality existed. Um, this brutality existed always. I mean, we, we, you know, you as far back as you go, post-Civil War, lynching was was a thing. Before that, you know, everyone yeah. else's. You know, which um, song always um, gets me is um, Strange Fruit. Nina Simone, yeah. 
Yeah, no, um, it was actually done originally by, um, I think it was, was it done by um, Ella James? That's a, it, it, it really speaks to the, Billy Holiday, that's it, sorry, not Ella James, Billy Holiday sounds Strange Fruit. And it's about lynching. If nobody's ever heard that song, you really should. Yeah. And hear it through the voice of Billie Holiday because the pain that you hear in her voice, that's the pain of generations. It, it yeah, I'm what can I say? It's this is this is just a continuation of a cycle of violence that hasn't hand, hasn't ended, right? Yeah. With an idea that certain people are inherently more dangerous, that you have to be on your guard. There's this weird idea that police are are afraid, you know, and it leads them to in these in these situations, right, where their fear kicks in and they do make these sort of mistakes. Yeah, but how can you be afraid of a unarmed black man? I oh, yeah. I call bullshit on that. Not watch out. They're, they're also afraid of, you know, legally armed ones as well. <laughs> yeah. Right? But there's, okay, even legally armed ones, right? Uh, I mean, I can see the difference, right? Yes and no. I mean, um, you could. Well, I can see the difference. You know, if, you got, if you're armed, right? I would be scared. That's true. You'd be scared. But it's an unarmed. But it's an unarmed man. But the thing is, I, I mean, even that that there's degrees. Yeah. Because if it's an armed person and it's a, you know, they're legally allowed to be carry that weapon. If they're not pulling it out and holding it up at you, you have no reason or business to use deadly force. It's more than just that. It's we had a series of armed men, you know, essentially occupy the capital in Michigan. Nothing yeah. was done. Right? Right. But what's the difference? If you take that and you change those armed men to black men and what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, we're gonna have to change the gun laws because the Black Panthers have guns. Right? Yeah. Can you imagine the Republicans in the nineteen sixties under Nixon changing gun laws, you know, for the first time in ages since the twenties, right? Just because black people started using the gun law, using firearms in a legal manner. No, let's face it. The Second Amendment, which you know all these guys love, you know, as soon as black people start enjoying it as well, it's like uh, I think we need to limit this, and they did that in the sixties, mm-hmm. right? It's just okay. a reality. It's it, it, there's rules for us, and there's rules for them. Right. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the continuation of all this. It, you know, systemic racism, right? Regular racism, pr- uh, you know, prejudice, all these things exist. They're going to exist far into the future. Right. You know, combating it. But I think as a society, we have to do better. Oh, yeah. Uh, the only way to combat it is exposure and education. Yeah. Right. Just expose people to other types of people and they'll, and they'll know each other, right? Right. It that's that's all it takes. Cities don't burn down 
right? When people are exposed to each other, cities burn down when it when injustice becomes very very clear. Yeah. Right. When injustice occurs, people people notice. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. and right now people are noticing, and I hope that this continues. Right. But remember when when all this stuff was going down before, taking a knee at a sporting event was sacrilege, and that was enough for people. Oh yeah. To you off. Taxpayers had to you know, uh, U.S. taxpayers paid the bill for Pence making a statement by coming in and leaving because players had taken the knee, and they knew very well. That the players were going to take a knee. Yeah. And now he's the same guy who's saying, "Oh, you know what? There should be protests allowed, but it should be peaceful." Yeah, they were you mofo, but you didn't like it. Why? Because according to you, that was unpatriotic. Yeah. So if you can't, if you can't understand why they were taking the knee, um, now that they're burning buildings and property, and FYI, in his Twitter, he put property before persons. Mm-hmm. This is the result. Oh, yeah. You can't understand why they were protesting. They were doing a peaceful protest. If a peaceful protest won't work because you guys are so ignorant to really understand. And now you're trying to, you know, because it's an election year, you're trying to um, get that black vote. Uh, it's, it's definitely a pandering. and Yeah, don't pander. This is not, this is not seasonal. This is systemic, and it needs to change. Absolutely. I mean, I... I can't tell you. My, I'm, I'm so, like, pissed. <laughs> I know. You're, you're, listen, people's blood pressure went to 11 after seeing the video, and then the response afterwards just threw people into a rage, right? And I, I agree with the, I agree with the, the sentiment. This, this is, you know, this is an in, unconscionable. Right, this is terrifying. You know, it's straight up sickening. Right, you know, mm-hmm. I agree with with you know um, uh, Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey, and uh, you know what he said about how is it that this occurred and this guy's not in jail? Like we'd be yeah. in jail. Black people have been put in jail for way less. Yeah. Right, and now it looks like they're being murdered for nothing. Right, and it's like the reality is is they've always been. It's always been like this. And now we have the video. We finally get to. We can't close our eyes and, and say, "Well, it does. It doesn't happen to us." And to be very fair, it doesn't happen to us. You know. You know we're lucky yeah. that we just so happen to be. You know, at least that I happen to be a minority that apparently is not anyone's on anyone's hit list, right? Right. A few shades darker. That might be a different story, right? Right. Um. You know, someone sees a six foot six foot guy walking, they automatically keep you know, keep some distance, and they have some ideas, right? Changes skin color a bit, and all of a sudden he's 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 dangerous inherently. Um, no, this. What can I say? And the way to combat it, combat this, is honestly accountability, right? Once it becomes very clear that you can't do this and get away with it, it won't be done. Yeah, and, and that, and and then we go back to. Um, the qualified immunity, which you know the Supreme Court allowed in the in the I think it was in the seventies, um, and you know, and it's just it's being 
that decision that allowed for what's called qualified immunity has just expanded, expanded, expanded to include this type of egregious behavior. And that has to be scaled back. Okay. I do believe in, um, don't get me wrong, I do believe in immunity when it's in the line of work, right? Absolutely. If, yeah. if there's a threat, but there was no threat. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if the way to go and see if there was a threat is to have CCTV everywhere. I mean, I think Europe has it. I think um, the UK has CCTV everywhere, right? It does. Here's the thing, though. The UK, I, I want, I'm against it only for one reason. The government shouldn't be this weird nanny state where everything that you do in public is recorded. Right? And mm-hmm. while there is no expectation of privacy in, you know, in public spaces, you know, I don't think that, you know, the public should be recorded at all times by this, you know, gotcha sort of, I, you know, it's, it's a, in the UK, it's a very gotcha sort of systems where they're constantly looking for people to do crimes, right? Just to, just yeah, to say, but oh, I got if you're, but, but here's the thing is, if you're being watched and you know you're being watched, then you're going to think twice, right? If these cops knew, I, I can I can guarantee it. If these cops knew that there there was video that showed exactly what they were doing, it wouldn't have ha- happened the way it did. Remember True, the the, the, the woman uh, uh, as a person who uh, was recording and you know and uploaded it. Um, it's only because she recorded they tried to stop her they said turn it off turn it off she didn't so she was brave to not turn it off and that's what we need to be as citizens we need to be brave yeah. when we see something wrong I mean, we need to get our camera out we need to record it we need to be brave and we need to yeah. disseminate it oh absolutely I think the information should be disseminated but I like CCTV for me has the same problem mm-hmm as police body cameras yeah and that oh well, it works when we want it to right right, right. uh absolutely good citizen you know, citizen recording right is good right yeah citizen recording is incredibly good it works you know and it disseminates information it creates this viral sensation and it gets the word out yeah i think that works because and I used to be a big supporter of police body cameras. I still am for police body cameras. Mm-hmm. But I see now more often than not, it doesn't amount to anything when you don't have to show what happened in the body cam. Right. Right. When body camera evidence can be, you know, taken out of, uh, you know, a court case because it's, it's seen as too prejudicial. You know, it's like, it's not prejudicial. It's damning. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right? yeah, it's 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 recorded evidence of wrongdoing, right? Right. A violation of someone's rights and of the law and and of the laws that you swore to protect right. and uphold. Right. So if the if the cam is, uh, they won't show it because it's prejudicial. Well, the actions were prejudicial. Maybe he shouldn't yeah. have done. He or she shouldn't have done the actions that made it prejudicial. Oh, I'm with you 100. percent and we're going to say it's problematic to me. Yeah. And the, all of this is problematic, but 
you know, for us normal people, right? Just, you know, like I'm in Canada, like, it's like, what, what do you do? You know, it's like the idea is, you know, in the States, even what do you do? Thankfully, you know, even under this pandemic, the right to protest exists. Yeah. And, uh, but and I still I say it should be peaceful it. protests. Although we've seen what peaceful protests have, have done. Uh, you know, uh, when Black Lives Matters was happening, everybody was like, oh, what about all lives? No, all lives, you're right, all lives matter, but disproportionately, Black yeah, lives are the ones that are at risk. Yeah, but it's, you know, when, when people were throwing that all lives matter up, I was like, guys, I don't think anyone has disagreed that all lives matter. I don't think, like, anyone is on the opposite side of that issue. Right. Right? Right? But it's it's not you guys facing getting shot. Right. You know, right, <laughs> right. Think about that slogan. Yeah, you're right. All lives matter, but black lives disproportionately um, are impacted more. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily like have a flow, right? Yeah, no. It's just no. These guys, their lives matter, yeah. right? And they, I mean, they they matter. Yeah. You know, and they were killed for no reason. I cannot think of. I cannot even if the bill was like counterfeit. Two things could occur from a counterfeit bill. Either you knew about it, and guess what? Your life was only worth twenty dollars. Yeah. You didn't or, know about it. Or you didn't know about it. You just had a bill. You you told someone to go and buy right. something. The guy didn't accept. What the hell? You you go in yourself. Like wait a minute. Just, who, what the hell? Who, what are you doing? Who can tell? Like do you do you like? Well, in Canada, it's a little bit different now because they've got special bills. But who actually lifts their bill up to see, you know, that the security, like, you know, um, thing is in there? I don't. No, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm not looking at any bill I, that I look through just to see if it's, if it's messed yeah. up. Nobody does. Right? No, it's whatever. Counterfeit is one thing. No, right. but that goes to knowingly, like, you know, like, did he knowingly know? I'm going to say that, you know what, I'm going to go on a limb and say, no, he did not knowingly, you know, try to use a counterfeit 20. Right? I want to go on an even, you know, less controversial limb and say, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Because, because $20 is not enough to kill somebody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not. Like I, I think it's like um, it, I think it's petty theft. It's not even a misdemeanor in any yeah. state. It's so, it's so low that like literally this guy would have it would if he went if say if this was all on purpose he had a counterfeit twenty he did all these things yeah. right and went to jail. It's it's a nothing charge. Yeah, it's a right? fine. Even if they try to throw, yeah, it's even if they try to throw a fraud charge on there for twenty dollars, it's a fine. And you, all you said, I, I didn't know it was freaking what's it, I didn't know it was counterfeit. That's the only defense, yeah. right? It's like it, it, it. What can I say? Lost for words. It's fucking ridiculous. Just completely, yeah, just completely flabbergasted at, at this, at the series of events that it takes to murder someone. Mm-hmm. You know, what the, and this doesn't do any help, you know, to, this, this doesn't help anyone trying to, 
especially the police. It doesn't help their image. Oh no, you know, and yeah, and we need. It's not like we don't need police. We absolutely need these institutions. Yeah. Right? We need them for our society to function. Right? For when there are actual issues, when there are actual crimes, we need people who have authority, right? Who have, you know, protection and numbers to enforce laws so that we all may, may live, you know, peaceful yeah. lives. We need all these things. Right? Right? We can't just say police can't exist right but the cost for all these things is it, it can't be this yeah i agree it can't be this the cost for civilization can't be a guy thrown into the volcano you know what i mean we can't just do this human sacrifice thing for the cost of our progress yeah. so i you know i do not like it i i what can I say? This, it, this entire thing has shown cracks. It has shown the fissures, and it can and it continues to show. And we're in a unique time. The coronavirus has made people pent up, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in an election year where, because of the the foolish hand handling of this coronavirus pandemic, right? Just south to me is the largest colony of infected people on the planet. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's man, this is a weird time. It really is. <laughs> right? I, I made the joke once that that, you know, when all this stuff was going down, I'm like, man, this is like the craziest thing I've seen in my life. You know? Yeah, it's like you're in a sci-fi and, movie or you know, post-apocalyptic movie. <laughs> Just like, like what? This is insane. Like it's insane. And then the person I was telling you to, he's much older than me. He looked at you know, he looked at me. He was like, "Man, this is the craziest thing that happened in my life." <laughs> right. right. And I, and then I go like, "Holy crap!" This guy's like you know in his fifties, and I'm like, "Wow." Yeah, this is this is the craziest thing that's happened in our combined lives. It's what right. the, you know. You know, we existed in a time with, you know, really no, nothing that is kind of like this. Right? Right. Especially now, dissemination of information means that we're all aware of it. Yeah. Well, I think that's the other thing that makes it uh, makes a difference is the um, level of communication and globalization that's not hiding it. Right. The dissemination of information is within seconds, not days or weeks or months. Mm-hmm. So we're all more aware. So where do we go from here? Um, what do we need to do? Well, I think we need to be continue to be vigilant. We need to have our better angels step up, right? And uh, I think we need to be fearless in, you know, in front of or in view of when we see injustices. That's how we as a society can overcome this. And we need to recognize also what our own fears and prejudices are because they dictate how we perceive. Easier said than done. Yeah. Absolutely. And on the other side of the scale, we need to hold people accountable. Yeah. Right? 
we collectively have to hold people accountable and the ways to do this, you know, honestly, is your voice is strongest in your vote. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Your interests, your interests, your, all of everything is strongest, right? When you vote for somebody, right, who shares those interests, who's going to put forward those interests, be a trustee of of those political goals, and then try to ensure that they happen. You know, nothing is perfect. Everything takes time. Nothing will be instantaneous, right? But I'll tell you right now, we can make it better than it is. And it wouldn't be hard. That's right. Right? Yeah. The cost the cost to make people a little bit more safer to ensure that, you know, people do not get hurt and that authority is not abused. Right? The price for it is very simple. Mm-hmm. Right? Ensure that they ensure that people are subject to the same level of scrutiny that they put on others. Yeah. Right. Right. You, when you, when you throw someone's, you know, actions of injustice out to the world, people see it and the combined effort will cause change. It may be slow, but I think that's the only way we can do it. Yeah. You know, time's on our side, thankfully. I agree. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, now pivoting away from this brutally dark topic. Mm-hmm. My God. Like, just brutally dark. Let's get into some brutally dark entertainment to, to, to get this catharsis yeah, going. Okay. <laughs> I already uh, heard mine. You mentioned Watchmen. Yeah, you, you mentioned Watchmen yeah. earlier. And, you know, Watchmen... I have this weird problem with... not Not the show. But like the criticism of the show saying it's too political, and in general things are just too political. But you can say that about anything, right? right? <laughs> anything yeah. can become too political and if I, you look at it through that lens. Yeah, but then I pause and I go, like, "Do you guys ever like read or watch the original Watchmen? That thing was crazy political too." Yeah. Right. It's like people talk. It's like you. You guys don't remember how political this stuff got before. It's like it. it that being said, that all being said, Watchmen, like you mentioned earlier, deals with this idea on a better level, and it deals with it interestingly enough, you know, with with black superheroes. Yeah. Right. right. You know, a black superhero is is a strange thing because when you see a black man in a mask, you don't go black superhero, right? Right. right. And, and that's the problem. But there you go. I mean, Black Panther, you know, showed us that there is a, a large demographic of people who want a hero, right? right. That want a hero like that, yeah. and Watchmen, you know, Watchmen, I think very, very effectively dealt with that issue, right? Of yeah, race, I agree. Yeah. Right? In the context of what it was in the show, yeah. right? The fact that you have these, you know, these racist individuals, you know, wearing Rorschach masks, uh, which is part of the show, is a good continuation of, you know, the Watchmen sort of. Uh, story that they had before and Zack Snyder has his version of Watchmen which uh, is as close as I think you can get to making uh, a movie out of the, the, the source material so feel free to watch his uh, director's cut or ultimate cut. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I always yeah I mean I've always been a, a fan of the Watchmen but people you know 
it's it is a rated R movie, and the show is would ostensibly be an adult show as well. So uh, both of those things, those are great things to watch, and they deal with these sort of issues. Um, on an even lighter note, uh, you know, what I'm watching now is what we do in the shadows. I haven't gotten to it. I haven't seen it yet. Um. So you know, there's a movie, yep. right? There's a movie that, and then the show. Uh, watch the movie first, but know the movie is not as good as the show is. Okay. Because you know, so it's you know, it's like a ninety minute movie, and you know, unlike the show, there you know there are lulls in the movie, right. and the show doesn't have that problem. It deals with one sort of topic at a time. It just works. Okay. Yeah, uh, that was a good show. Um, as far as anything else, I'm not sure. Uh. You got anything that you're watching right now? I'm not, but you know that there's more updates on, I think, the Snyder Cut, right? So do we want to just, like, end off on the Snyder Cut? Yeah, we'll end off on continuing our Snyder Cut conversation. Yeah. So um, I think right now we're anticipating that's going to come out next year um, at some point. We don't exactly know when um, he's been given... um, Zack Snyder's been given a, a budget of, I think, another 30, 40 million to help with um, with the uh, with the CGI stuff that he needs um, to do. Uh, so the, from what I understand, CGI stuff will be a thing, yeah. some reshoots with yeah. a few actors. and the actors are all on board to do the reshoots. And that does not mean that Ben Affleck is going to, you know, come back as the Batman for other movies. But I think he's agreed to do some shoot reshoots. Um, so, in, yeah, in the original Snyder Cut, at the ending, there's this post-credit scene. Spoilers for everyone, where um, the character of Deathstroke is shown, and he's on a yacht speaking to Lex Luthor. Right. Yeah. And it's in the uh, you know theatrical cut of the film, but the the scene is slightly different. In the original cut, from what I understand, the scene, is, instead of Lex Luthor saying we need to build a league of our own in response to the creation of the Justice League, uh, he says he gives Deathstroke uh, a contract. He says you need to kill Bruce Wayne. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, and post Justice League, because of ben, you know Ben Affleck has left, we're not seeing any Bruce Wayne out there, right? Whether that's in the Harley Quinn film or. Or otherwise, Bruce Wayne has disappeared. I would remark that they should acknowledge that Deathstroke has killed, like Batman, okay. right, and then start folding in Robert Pattinson into the universe using the Flashpoint event for the Flash. That's a really, um, that's a really good point. Um, I would be done with that, and that would make sense. Yeah. Also, because my, Henry Cavill is so bankable post Witcher. There's a lot of talk about him coming uh, back. A lot of, yeah, him coming back. So right now it's like he won't get a Man of Steel two yet. Yeah. But the first thing he's gonna do is they want him to be the villain in Shazam. Okay. And the reason why it's not a villain as in like oh Superman Shazam right. or fighting right. each other. It it's more at the end of the the Shazam film spoilers again. There's this weird like worm that talks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the worm that, goes in his Bond. head and becomes <laughs> something. Exactly. <laughs> and it's controlling too, right? Okay. And he can do that because Mr. Mind is magic. Right. And magic is Superman weakness. But yeah, I love that. Super, like evil Superman being controlled by a mind control worm. I'm down. Let's 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 get into that. 
Also, Superman versus Black Adam, played by The Rock. I'm also into Superman and Aquaman too. This is what I'm looking. I just want more integration of Superman. Yep, I do too. Hope. <laughs> right. Right. But yeah, Henry Cavill is so bankable right now, post Witcher. Right. right. Um, and so yeah, I th- they want him back, and they're like, yes, please have fun. Um, the fact that they, you know, I- I'm all I'm all for this. The Snyder Cut will be it. I the Snyder Snyder Cut will be at least different than what we got, and I'll I, I want to see what they do. But continue on forward, you know, like Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, There's so I have to. Is that the first one? But you've not seen the Suicide Squad. I haven't seen the. Oh, there isn't the second Suicide Squad, right? There wasn't. It's coming out. It's, it's coming, coming out. out. Yeah. Oh, so I've seen the first one. I'm talking about the Birds of Prey. I haven't seen that one yet. Right. Here's the thing. So I'm a. I like Suicide Squad up to a point. Yeah. Right. Like I like the the intro sequence up until they reach the city, and then once they're in the city, it kind of just like slows down and doesn't really do much. Okay. Right. Of course, from what we understand, even that movie was chopped up like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Okay. Right. It was made to look. It was made to be a lot more poppy, like the trailers, instead of more what it was because if you know david ayer is a director he's done things like training day end of watch yeah you know um what was it uh street kings more uh, dark uh, hard time yeah yeah a dark la level of you know hey corruption and, and police brutality and all. like david ayer does that sort of stuff he understands say you know la gangsters and in the la you know sort of underworld he gets that very right. well right and Suicide Squad seems so different than what he, you know, would do. And that's because it is, because, you know, they, they chopped it up. I'd love to see his cut. Maybe that would be a thing in the future. I, I definitely want to see, like, the Snyder cut as the start of, like, hey, all these people, let's, like, re-edit their movies and, and do what we can. Not necessarily reshoots, yeah. but, you know, like, you know, see what we can do. Um, I, I'm really excited for those things. I want to see what happens with those. Me too. Um. Apart from that, you know, like everything's on hold, so we don't know when movies are going to come out. Uh, well, I'm also looking forward to um the new Matrix with Keanu Reeves, but yeah, shooting is on hold, so <laughs> I have I to mean, wait. I mean, because everything's on hold, Matrix is on hold. John Wick is going to be on even further hold, right? Yeah, right. On top of that, uh, who else? Um, I mean, Tenet, they still want to push out in theaters. The the new Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan film. That I still don't know what the hell it's about. Neither do I, but I, I feel like there's some sort of time travel involved in there. Yeah, so they yeah, so there's going to be time travel, but it's like, you know when you watched, when you saw Inception's trailers, and you're like, okay, this is about dreams, or like, what? And then you watch the movie, and it's like, oh, crap, this is going to this is going to twist my mind like 1999's Matrix, right. right? I'm going to walk out of the theater going like, holy crap, is any of this real? Right. <laughs> right? Like, t- I think Tenet's going to hit us the same way, just going like, what the hell? <laughs> We've got right? some things to look forward mind. to. Um, yeah. yeah. we got some things to look for. At least there's that. Yeah. You know, just people 
you know, people can't, I don't think anyone should get bogged down in, in all the horridness of the world. Just, you know. No, we need to balance gotta, it out. Otherwise, we will all go insane. Yeah. And then, you know, I just don't want, no one wants yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's a good place to end I it agree. Off, uh, you know. Yeah. So, on that note, that's the iCast. Yeah. Everyone have a happy day. <laughs> yeah. Everyone stay safe. Everyone enjoy themselves. You know, it's the weekend. Take the time. Enjoy, you know, enjoy. Yeah. It. Uh, I guess uh, that's me signing off. Uh, yeah, Chris and Ike, uh, we'll be back uh, inevitably when the next thing pops up. Hopefully, it's good news. Yeah. And, um, and the I other think- thing is, if you have any topics you want us to, to talk about, you know, feel free um, to send us messages and we will do our best. On that note, 